Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Mahler. And you'll notice, folks, the nice graphics are there. So producer Dan is in the background helping us out. The uh, inmates are not running the asylum, if you will, Andrew. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have him back. It's nice to see all your smiling faces. We can't actually see you. It's not how YouTube works, guys. So, um, yeah, I can picture you uh, if you join again. Hopefully you had a great long weekend. Mine wasn't bad. Um, Traveling was easy. You know, how many times, people who live, even you, Alex, I mean, you live in the far enough north where you get plenty of snow. Like, that is the worst. The nut low is, like, right before you go to your parents' house for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, it's like, oh, we got eight inches of snow or, oh, it's raining fucking ice. And you have to drive like 40 miles an hour on the highway. So it was really nice that the weather was cooperative. The food was great. The soccer's been fun. Um, and this is the, and this is the ultimate like pet peeve of mine on Twitter is like, oh, you know, and people like, uh, you know, I had a three and four day, but like my personal second half bets went six and oh that you didn't hear about. It's like, fuck you, buddy. But legitimately, and I can, I, I almost want to share a screenshot of my, of my, I've just been using Bovada for live betting because that, that seems like a good one to be degening on. But legitimately, cool. 0 and 4 yesterday on my posted bets in the thread, up $700. It just, <laughs> just just live betting has gone perfectly like every time i think there's gonna be late goals or we think we have uh maybe a late winner it's it's i think it was like seven and one yesterday live betting and again today like the first half unders both of them well, what's our live bet well th- and that's the thing like I-, I joked with doc better about this i said you know live betting's crushing but if i don't make a pre-match bet how will i know what to chase <laughs> you know, you you got to have the idea. It's like Inception. You got to have the idea in there so you know what to chase. So he and he he had a joking tweet about how you know first half under, second half overs of crush. So I just instead of putting any effort forth last night towards the four a.m. game, I said this is my plan all day tomorrow. So so far zero and two on the first half unders, but since I'm playing with a little bit of house money and I'm tilted out of my gourd about how badly this has gone. I've been betting twice as much on second half overs. So we're up. We're up for the day. You just martingale. Don't do any of this. It's very irresponsible betting. Well, how about this? You know, you can bet, Andy, before the match that the second half will be the highest scoring half. And they hang like plus 110. So I I took this conversation. That's actually what I've been doing this morning. And um, can't believe that we won um, in the earlier match there. Um, That was fun. I bet draw and then second half highest scoring. So once it got to 2-2, I knew I was good. But... Um, had a little more on the second half, uh, being the higher score, and then have it here now. So, you know, knock on wood, hopefully things continue. Yeah, hopefully things open up about, you know, the 52nd minute uh, for Brazil. But, yeah, not only that, but I haven't even been betting like the – if they're going to give me a goal and a quarter for the second half over, I'm betting a goal and a half. I'm going to go find the alternate one. So I got like plus 120 on that second half over. So just let's let's go second half overs, and that is my plan. And Dan has even put in, I wrote, don't care who's playing. It is Portugal-Uruguay, which is actually a really fun match. They haven't been doing a great job, I think, of making some of the best matches happen in the afternoon for us U.S. residents. But Portugal-Uruguay should be legit good. Those are two very good squads. I don't know who I'm rooting for there. I guess probably Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay. I have some futures on them. So my plan is to bet the first half under. 
and the second half over. And maybe Noob's actually talked me into placing just some more more goals second half bet. Maybe that is honestly the best plan. I'm doing this in such a fucking roundabout, cobbled together way, and you you uh, you say something smart, and it just makes me mad. Well, so it's plus one ten, and I'm, I'm trying. I've been trying to figure out. Like, so if you bet one unit on the first half under, say that's, I mean, that averages, well, that's plus money sometimes. That's what I was struggling with. You probably have to have the lines for each individual spot. But I wonder if just placing that one bet at plus 110 is better simply because, again, you're just saving the juice there. Yeah. I don't know. Saving juice seems like a that's a scam. But then you don't really have the chance to go one and one. That's the other part of it, right? It's just one bet. So you're either one and oh or oh and one. Whereas with your system, who knows? We go two and one, one and two, oh and three, one and one. Who knows? A lot to think about, honestly. If I maybe my golf meeting will get canceled because there's not a lot. Oh, there's golf this week. All right. Well, <laughs> that's the plan either way. One of those bets is happening. I'm gonna have to go hunt down. At least for the Uruguay match, I'll hunt Let's down just a little do both. bit of that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do both, and then I'm gonna hunt down a little bit of the the second half, uh, what second half highest scoring play. So, all right, we've talked plenty about uh, the game plan for this stupid sport. Now let's get into another stupid sport, the NFL. The NFL was, I mean, it was kind at times. I was really sweating the second half. I went a little bigger than I should have on that uh, on that Patriots. What was it, Patriots? Tennessee teaser. Um, neither team won. I don't know if either team covered. No, that you needed the teaser legs for both, which is that doesn't happen. It seems like you'll place these teasers on these two underdogs, and both of them win by like eight, and then you'll just laugh like yeah, I could have just parlayed up, you know, plus one twenty money lines, made a lot more money instead of even money. But no, that that one was fun. The Denver under was sweaty and fun. Uh, I was a little annoyed. It was hard to be annoyed when the Chargers went for two because, like, that was probably the right call, but I didn't want them to cover their number in overtime, rather. So, kudos to everybody. Going for two. Yeah, the Jaguars I also enjoyed because awesome. I have a small Jaguars over six and a half wins, which seemed dead a few weeks ago. Now we need just like three out of the last seven, I believe we have, or three out of the last six. So, it chip chair and a chance with them. And Cincinnati three to one to win the division is super alive all of a sudden after Cincinnati gets the win. That was that was the dream scenario as well. I had the Titans in the teaser, but I still wanted Cincinnati to kind of win. So Cincinnati winning inside that number was nice. Um, otherwise, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Mike Florio was um, a lot of quarterback and, injuries. Yeah, excited about that. Yeah, there were. And before we get too excited about the Mike White stuff, Drew and I will do a recap tonight. We'll get heavy into the NFL. He was traveling last night. But the Mike White thing, people, oh, my God, the timeline was just lighting back. up. Buddy, the Bears were starting like a freaking sunbelt level. It wasn't even like a good college defensive secondary. It was like sunbelt level. And it was it's it might be a hard crash back to earth once Mike White actually plays a real defense, but it still was probably better than what we got from Zach Wilson and smaller bet, but I like the Colts tonight at the two and a half. Uh Drew, I think Drew and I are head to head on the on the Pittsburgh game again. He loves uh this pass rush versus this bad uh, offensive line. I can't say I blame him there. 
my bet is more predicated on the Colts defense. It has played a lot better since we saw the coaching change. It's actually kind of come together to uh, maybe uh, some sort of level that we thought we'd get out of this team. The offensive line still isn't nearly what it should be. And yes, Jonathan Taylor and Pittman and everything and getting Matt Ryan back in has helped the offense. Still a little bit of a worry. You can see how low this total is. It's still a very good Pittsburgh defense, but the way the Colts defense has been playing uh, under goddamn it, Jeff Saturday, who I thought was a dumb idea. It, it's good enough for me at home versus Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is not good. He's he clearly, you have the, you have the quarterback advantage. The defenses are both good and you probably have the offensive advantage here. So Colts minus two and a half for me, a small bet. And yeah, that's another lower total for first touchdown score, but this doesn't feel like one that's ever going to be, Oh, no touchdown score. Like someone, I think this total's probably nuts. We had one already this year. That's enough. And we almost had two. Enough. God forbid yeah. that the, the Patriots. The Patriots game? Yeah, oh my God. I know I talked to some people that had bet no touchdown late in that game live. And I mean, it, it made sense too. I'm not sure even in overtime, I'm not sure anyone was kidding in the end zone. Like that might've ended in a tie, honestly, in, in overtime. So lay it on me. What are we, uh, what are we, what are we making all our money with tonight? We're going to keep trying. It has been a rough couple of weeks for first touchdown score. All the favorites keep winning, and I need to go back and do a little bit of work. Um, thanks to AD, who um, our buddy I've normally distributed was able to send me some first touchdown score odds because um, lost my database of that. So we're going to try to put that back together. But going back and looking, there's just been a lot of favorites. Um, you saw that parlay they cast for the, the – um, Thanksgiving games. I'm trying to remember, but I think it was the favorite or second favorite, basically. And again, tough night tonight. You see two guys at the top of the board. Jonathan Taylor's at around plus 350. Najee Harris at plus 550. Go ahead and put those maybe in some same game parlays, something like that. Um, again, two guys that just soak up a lot of volume. But again, I continue to see some value down the board. We'll see if we can get a big number tonight. Um, start with Pat Fryermuth gets a ton of targets, um, has continued to get better each week with Kenny Pickett. Those two really seem to be on the level. There's a connection there. He's picking up more and more targets inside of the red zone. Again, Deontay Johnson, for whatever reason, is just kind of getting put by the wayside. And Fryermuth every week gets more and more. So happy to take him at 14-1. to 1. Paris Campbell um, really has done well since the return of the rejuvenated Matt Ryan, it seems, over the last couple of weeks, mm -hmm. has pulled ahead of Alec Pierce here. Um, Again, continues to get more targets, a ton of snap share, and it's getting some looks in the red zone. Um, you know, again, Pittman is the guy on this team, but Campbell has been doing very well. Had this number closer to 11, 10 to 1. Um, Kenny Pickett, going to play both quarterbacks again here. Um, Pickett has yet to run one in, but has done pretty well being mobile. And it's tough again with the Steelers. They like to give the ball to Najee Harris basically as much as they can. But, um, you know, closer to the goal line on a bootleg or something like that. Um, definitely a chance of him running in one this year and happy again to play a quarterback like that around 24 to one. Um, also got Matt Ryan down there at the bottom. Already has a first touchdown score this week in the week where we didn't know he was starting until he was starting. Snuck one in. Um, and again, just looks really good. Happy to play him at 40 to one. Both defenses. Um, now this one's a little tougher. Neither one of these defenses has a ton of takeaways, but both teams sure like turning the ball over. 
Um, uh, Matt Ryan, I think, has thrown an interception just about every game this season or is close to averaging a pick per game. The Steelers, you think of them as maybe kind of a better team that holds on to the ball. A lot of fumbles, a lot of turnovers for both teams and love that. Um, especially when we get such nice numbers here for both defense and special teams. And then Deion Jackson, give me the running back here, the second string running back for the Colts. They are not shy about taking Taylor out, especially towards the red zone if they think that he's run too much. And one of the best ways to score on the Steelers team is with more of a receiving look. Um, we've seen Jackson get used in some red zone packages the last couple of weeks. And like this number, again, anything 25, honestly, or better looks good. Happy to get 21. So some defenses, some quarterbacks, a tight end, and a running back, and a receiver. A little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah, just a, a cornucopia. A smattering. smattering. Smat, but we both said smattering. That is very odd. It's oh, like oh, when uh, that's old married song. couples. Yeah. I, I think it is. I'm, I'm all over this, and I'm going to have to hunt around. It's usually three or four different books I place these at because it sucks when it's like, you know, I wish I could just place them all at one book. That would be awful nice. But man, some of these, like, oh, 35 to 1, and it's 20 here or something horrible. The There's spreads are massive, nuts. massive differences in this one. So um, college hoops. I've been kind of light on this as I'm trying to rebuild my database as uh, my spreadsheet broke a little and I didn't have a lot of time for that over the holidays. So I've been light, which is probably good for anyone who wants to tail because it hasn't been going all that great. It's been <laughs> some uh, just like every which way, all the painful ways to lose, like fouling down eight, you know, with like 10 seconds left and, you know, just, or, or the one where it's like, Hey, they come out and just don't play the first half. And then, Oh, they, they really, they really showed up in the second half to lose by like whatever three points more than the spread was. So uh, every which way to lose. And this is going to be one where if this team loses, they are going to lose by a hundred. They are playing way up in competition. Obviously we're looking at a plus 18 here for UL Monroe playing Tulane which is a, another team within their own state. They've played a few of those. They were, this is a two and five team, and the two wins are against Dallas Christian and Central Baptist, which are not Division One teams. Those are, you know, they won by like 50 over some church schools that came over from Texas. So they've lost a bunch of games to better opponents. They played TCU, lost by 35. That's probably a team that could sneak into the, you know, that's probably bordering on a tournament team. Texas A&M smoked them. That is the tournament team. Like They're going to lose to these good teams. I'm not so sure Tulane is as good. Oh, excuse me. I had a bug there. Is as good as those teams. And they've done some things to try to patch some of the holes. They were pretty uh, ULM, the, the Warhawks. They were pretty heavy in the, the portal department, Warhawks. adding some pieces. Sometimes that doesn't come to fruition, but they were really, 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 really shitty rebounding last year they they just they weren't big they weren't a very big squad so they added some they added a couple big pieces i'm not sure any of them are like you know going to be legitimate big men in jesus is this the sun belt i'm trying to think like what yeah the sun belt this is probably one of the bottom three teams in the sun belt no matter what these big men that transferred in are not like from major programs i think a couple guys came up from uab and they brought in some Juco guys and maybe one or two other players from, you know, Sunbelt-ish level teams. But 18 is too much in my spreadsheet. I think this is a team that can keep this around a dozen points for most of the game. Hang with Tulane. We will see. A.J. Donaldson says he likes the Gophers in the Big Ten ACC Gophers. Challenge. 
I like the Which apparently the Big Ten does well in, despite what I yep. thought. Um, and then real quick, back to soccer. Scoreless first half in Brazil, Switzerland. I haven't run into this yet, so I won my bet. No way! But Brazil was peppering the goal. So now, like I said, um, I bet twice as much in the second half overs because I needed to make the money back. So do I still bet twice as much now because I'm playing with house money? Yes. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to go and see what the uh, what the odds are here. Looking at one and a quarter minus one twenty five on the over. All right, we're gonna live live betting here. We're going over one and a half plus one thirteen. I'm in. And you let's know do it. It's I'm doubling down because I already have my second half highest scoring bet. So let's do it. Okay. Just need a I'm goal. just I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same amount because I want to bet for once. Good job. Thank you, Brazil and Switzerland. Let's hope we get one fourteen now. It's moving against us. Yeah, this is this is a cagey affair. Well, I'm happy to break even on this game. I'm we're up for the day. So, all right, the association taking away the rest, and as they say in Hearts, when it's clear that someone is going to shoot the moon, the rest are yours. Indeed, they are. Let's jump in. I got a dog, a favorite, and a total. A lot of smatterings today. I'm covering pretty much all the bases here, as I bet. I guess when we get to the surprise tennis picks. That's right, folks. Surprise tennis picks. Dan didn't put it on the rundown because we didn't know it was going to be happening. Who knows? Tennis. It's the best. Um, NBA. Love the Pelicans tonight. Just continue to love New Orleans and the way that they're playing basketball. Um, getting a nice number here, minus five and a half, as they visit I'm sorry, they host the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, C.J. McCollum is out. Looks like Brandon Ingram is not going to play tonight, which is part of the reason this number is uh, maybe a little bit shorter than you think. But um, as long as Zion Williamson is playing, Jonas Valanciunas is playing, um, Toscano, Devontae Graham, they've got a lot of depth on this team, a lot of athleticism, and it's just a horrible matchup for a Thunder team that has basically no interior presence whatsoever. The Pelicans love to attack the rim. Again, it should be a big night for Zion. Look for him. Um, you know, if you're playing DFS, again, I know he's generally very expensive, but no McCollum, no Ingram. You might see him running the point here tonight. Um, may even go look and see from a player prop perspective whether we sprinkle maybe a little Zion triple-double. Who knows? Um, Going to let to see how things shake out. But love this spot for the Pelicans. Had this closer to 7.5, almost 8 myself. So Pelicans minus 5.5 looks good. The Houston Rockets continue to play very good basketball. They're keeping games much tighter um, than they have in the past, even winning from time to time, which is just nuts for this young Rockets team. And it makes sense. It's one of the dialogues we talked about at the beginning of the year. Um, Houston, Detroit, teams like that that aren't necessarily trying to tank. They've got what they think to be, you know, kind of the players that are going to be their future. And this is the season where you try to take your first step forward to try to win some basketball games. And they're playing very well. Um, go up against a Denver Nuggets team tonight. The Nuggets be missing uh, Michael Porter Jr. We know Nikola Jokic is working his way back uh, from an illness. Did play the last game, so should be okay. Um, this is a front end of a two-game series. And the Nuggets have been really rough in the front end of these. But at the end of the day, uh, started with my number here, closer to seven, seven and a half, eight. Um, started to look at some other things. A little bit of a rest disadvantage for Houston tonight, but not so bad. They had the last night off, and then they have a night um, 
in between these two games here. Again, had this much closer and just like the spot here for Houston. They've done very well. Give me 11 and a half. Bulls Jazz under 235 and a half. The Jazz look like they'll be without Mike Conley Jr. and Lori Market tonight. Two guys that drive a lot of their offensive performance. The Bulls, a great under team so far this year, given their propensity to try to slow games down and their love of two-point shots. They don't really shoot a lot of threes, having to engage in, you know, kind of some more mid-range things. It does well for them. They're still a pretty efficient offense, but 235 and a half looks very high to me. I actually played this under at 234 earlier today. So kudos to you guys. You get a little bit of a better number and you did better on market entry than me. But um, honestly, I had this total less than 230. Really struggle to see how we're going to get the pace or the offensive quality from both of these teams um, to get even into the 230s tonight. So <clears throat> under 235 and a half there. Rockets plus 11 and a half. And the Pellies minus five and a half. The fun part is, Dennis, well, here, I'll just do it. Dennis, do you know what country Andorra is in, Andy? It's in Andorra. You can't trick me that way. <laughs> I can, and I probably have. My daughter was, I don't know if it was countries of the world or states of the U.S. She was studying for like a test, you know, where you have to know all the states and capitals or maybe all the countries and capitals in Europe. And I pointed her to those Animaniac videos. You remember Animaniacs? Yeah. He would do the he'd do the song and like, well he'd do a song where he knew all the capitals. states and capitals. Yeah. Like, I'm like, just just I'm just watch this. I don't. Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, Louisiana, Phoenix, Arizona. I don't know how to do it. Either way, I don't like to have the kids study when there's YouTube and there's Animaniacs involved. So, but bonus tennis in the country, city, and municipality of Andorra Challenger, and I know both names, which is something to something to crow about. It is a fun little tournament and, um, you know, joked already with the end of the tennis season, um, again, very sparring, a few smaller events, even on the men's side, just two challengers this week. And we're back on indoor hard courts. Um, most of the tour has been in South America playing clay tennis the last three or four weeks. Um, we jump back into Andorra, which, if you didn't know, Andy, is right in between Spain and France. So we're back in Europe. We're indoors. And two players I really like indoors here. Um, both of them playing tomorrow. Looks like, um, oh, well, actually, a time up for tomorrow. That's quite a surprise. Nice. Um, we'll We'll see. They've, they'll probably change, but both of these matches will be later tomorrow. Um, but it looks like Van Udvank will be at noon. Stojanovic will be just after that. But um, start with Stojanovic there. A big underdog to um, Shui Zhang. Zhang generally very good indoors, to be perfectly honest. Um, but hasn't won a match in about a month and a half now. Has been playing tennis very sparingly. Um, Nina Stojanovic, a young player who um, struggled through the middle of the season, picked up some injuries and kind of dropped off in her level. Has been building back up towards the end of the season, really focused, I think, on getting enough ranking points to get back into um, some of the main draws, hopefully for these 250s next year and even the qualifying for some of the bigger events. Um, plus 190, I had this much closer to plus 160. Tweak some things, could get it to maybe 65, not quite 70. So plus 190, I think there's even some plus 200s out there. Happy to take the young player kind of on the upward arc to the end of season versus the veteran who seems to be here maybe to grab um, some ranking points. Not sure what kind of her motivation level looks like this week. And then give me the indoor women's tennis just, I don't know, 
killer. She's great. Van Utfank loves playing indoors. This is where she gets the lion's share of her wins just about every season. These should be fantastic conditions for her. Goes up against Yanina Wickmeyer. Um, the elder Belgian has been playing against sparingly all season. And not that Van Utfank has either. Honestly, this is a match where um, both women are pretty much out of form and have not played great tennis really at all this year. But um, at a pick em, you know, looking at all things kind of evenly here, a much better situation for Van Eufank. This is the exact tournaments um, she generally does well, and it has come in events like this totally cold and, and, and won them. So um, love where it is. European indoor hardcore tennis, it's Van Eufank season. So give me her at minus 110 and a match rider closer to minus 135, almost minus 140. And again, Stoyanovich, the big dog. Both of those will be tomorrow, probably just after the show ends. Van Eufank. Utefank, I can't say her name. And uh, Jason Coogan says, You ever listen to yourself at two times speed? You guys sound fantastic. Right I have listened to myself at two times speed. It's <laughs> honestly, it's, it's, and the best everyone way to listen should, to the deep dive. One and a half. Everyone should, yeah, everyone should record their voice at some point and listen to it at a high speed. That will, uh, it'll make you giggle. So really thanks productive. to Jason Coogan, the Coog. The Cooga. The Coog. And if you are like the Coog in the YouTube chat, Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Enjoy your Monday night football. Enjoy your Monday afternoon soccer. Enjoy your Monday sporadic tennis, basketball, hockey, whatever you're into, man. And welcome back to reality. Holiday weekend's over. See you tomorrow.